Hello, everyone. I'm Francine Crawford. Welcome to my podcast, Autumn is Here. To everything, there is a season. Autumn comes in sometimes slowly, just cooling off the air with a little breeze. Then sometimes it can come in really quickly with a fast blast of cold air. Either way, autumn is coming. We know that when we see the leaves fall from the trees and they change colors, we know autumn is coming. In life, we have autumns. There are different situations that may come that we have to deal with, that they come unexpectedly. They will abruptly change your life, change your direction of your life, or derail you for a little bit. Sometimes these things are things that we had no clue would happen. Or sometimes we're just not prepared for it. That's what this podcast is about. It is about talking about the autumns in our lives, the times and the situations and the positions we find ourselves in when we have not prepared for it, when it's been unexpected and things shift in our life. How do we deal with it? Do we, do we deal with it or do we wait for someone else to deal with it? I wanted to talk about different autumns that may affect other people. And they could be economic autumns, they could be romantic autumns. But when I talked about my autumn, when I wanted, I wanted to share one of my autumns, and I talk about my autumn in my life was when my mom needed senior care. It seems like when I talk about that, people are still asking me questions over the years of how did you deal with it? What resources do you know about? Things like that. So that's what I'm going to do for this season of Autumn is Here. I'm going to talk about senior care and senior living. So let me first share my autumn with you. My autumn is when um, my mom needed me to be her caregiver. Now, my mother, let me give you a little bit about my mom. My mom was a very um, jovial person. She loved to dance. She loved to play cards. She loved to be social. She loved to joke. She um, was active in the community. She was a secretary to every organization that she was a part of. Uh, she loved church. She got, she got around by herself. No problem. She retired in her fifties. She just decided one day she just did not want to work anymore. So she retired in her fifties. From then on, she started to go to senior citizen centers. So that was kind of her job because she went to different centers. She went to centers in different areas wherever. She didn't drive, but she took a train or she took a bus and some she could walk to was a few blocks away so she could walk to. And she loved doing that. She loved being social. She loved doing that. She would actually get the calendar that they would have for lunch and they would tell you what they were having for lunch each day. And whichever one had the lunch that she wanted, that's the one that she would go to. Or when they had an event that she likes, if they were going to play bingo or if they were going to see Judge Judy or something like that, then that's the one she would go to for that day. So she was a member of all of these different senior centers and she was having a good time. One day um, when she was around 60, she was diagnosed with uh, diabetes where she had to take an in insulin. Now my mother was definitely afraid of needles. So I walk into the house and she is preparing to give herself a needle. So I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, the doctor told me that um, I'm diabetic. 
I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I have to give myself this needle. It's like, no. I said, are you sure? I said, you know, call Miss Sally. She's diabetic. I said, maybe she can help you out. She said, oh, no, everybody's doing it. Okay. So if you're happy, I'm happy for you. I didn't know how to respond to that. That is how my mother is. She, she, she wanted to do it on her own. Everybody else was doing it. She didn't want to feel left out. So she was a little excited about that. Fast forward probably about seven years after that. Uh, my mother was very meticulous about her diabetes and taking the chart and uh, she made a chart and she was taking her levels and putting the dates down and everything. She did that. She had books of that. One day I came and I saw it and she, she didn't do it. And I said, Ma, you, I haven't seen you, you know, put your record down in your book. So I don't do that anymore. I said, why? She said, because I'm not diabetic anymore. Why did the doctor tell you that? She said, no, I'm just not. I panicked. I took her to the doctor. They took some tests, whatever, brought her back. They said, she's correct. You know, she's, she's not really, she doesn't need the insulin at, at, at all. Um, we'll give her a pill, but she's really, you know, her levels are good. Okay. How she knew that? I don't know. So he said, is anything else happening? So I told him like, she's, she, you know, used to go out a lot and she stopped going out. Like she doesn't go out the yard. And sometimes she, she, we tell her to, you know, we're going to take her out and she's like, okay, she'll get dressed and then she'll take off her clothes and forget that we were going to go out. So I was telling her him these different things and he says, oh, she's getting dementia. Okay. You're going to have to look for a home. So I got insulted and I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not putting my mother in a home. I said, dementia. I said, my, my grandmother had dementia. She was senile. She would forget her keys, forget a wig, whatever, but you know, she was fine. That's part of getting old. He said, it's not going to get better. So, you know, I took a, took a regularly to the doctor, whatever. And, you know, over a couple of years or whatever, started getting worse. Um, she really would kind of like forget kind of like what she was doing, where she was at. Um, she would forget like the time of day, whether it was day or night, she would forget, um, to like, where to put things. She would put things like that belong in the refrigerator, in the cabinets, you know, so things were getting a little scary. And he would say the same thing. You're going to have to put her in a home. And I'm like, I'm not putting my mother in a home. Like, I don't understand, but I did see that it was getting worse. And I noticed she would not leave the yard, you know, and he asked if she wandered and I said, she doesn't wander. She doesn't go anywhere. So I, I uh, one day I came home and I came in through the second floor and it was a, it was like um, a strong gas smell. So I ran downstairs. Sure enough, the gas was on in the kitchen. She was in her room. The gas was on in the kitchen. And I knew, okay, this is really a problem because it's progressing. And he said that it would progress and probably progress quickly. So I was like, okay, we took the knobs off the stove, of course. But then it was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? So I went, went to the doctor again and I told him like, you know, I don't want to put in a home you know, what, what, what should I do? He said, well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll let you speak to a social worker. So we went right away to speak to a social worker, told the social worker what my mom was doing, you know, and she says, okay, so she has Alzheimer's. And I was like, no, she doesn't have Alzheimer's. She has dementia. He, she said, what you're describing to me is Alzheimer's. So I said, well, that, the doctor didn't say that. Like I'm hearing this from a social worker. It doesn't make sense. So why didn't the doctor say that? 
So I went right to the doctor because they were in the same building. And I said, his social worker said, my mom has Alzheimer's. So he said, yeah, Alzheimer's, dementia, the same thing. What? So, of course, Alzheimer's, I did know, you know, was a sickness that they had no cure for, a disease they had no cure for. I knew that, but I didn't really know what it entails and how it affects you and things like that. So I panicked. I was like, it's the same thing. Like, my grandmother didn't have that. She didn't act like this, you know? So, um, I went and I started researching it and, um, looking at different things and trying to figure out where to get the right advice. Because if the social worker had different right advice from a doctor, then who has the right advice? You know? So I called the department of aging. They gave me a whole different story. So this was, I would say it's, well, we didn't realize it, but it started around 2002. But this was like around 2000, I guess, six or something like that. And um, we were wondering like, like what to do. I just didn't know what to do. I was pressed and I, I had to make a decision on something that I was emotional about. And that was very, very serious. I found myself looking for places for her to, to get help, to have home attendance, see if she was eligible, found out she wasn't eligible. There's all these different things all at once. And I had to work. So it was very hard on me. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I don't want anybody else to be out there with no information, nowhere to go. Like I didn't know where point A was. And I didn't know anybody else that was going through the situation. So I know how I felt. I felt lost. I felt, and I was angry. Like I was just upset, just I don't know. It was, just, it was just too much. Um, and I don't have sisters and brothers. So it was me trying to figure out what to do and make the right decision. You know, you want to make the right decision for the person that you care for. Now, this this podcast is Autumn is Here. I like to look at things as if the, if the problem is already here, then let's deal with it before it actually gets here. If I were prepared, um, or if I knew anything about Alzheimer's or even thought that that's what my mom had, I would have asked the doctor, I would have challenged him four years ago. You know, what do you mean I have to take her to a home? Why is, why are you saying, acting like it's so serious when all seniors get this? But I didn't challenge the doctor. One, um, you might say, you may not challenge the doctor because he's a doctor and you just assume what he says is right. Um, that wasn't why I didn't challenge him. I didn't challenge him because I was in my feelings. Like, how dare you say I take my mom, I have to take my mom to a home when you care for somebody kind of can't, can't get in your feelings. You have to stay focused so you can make the right decisions. And I was in my feelings. So I didn't challenge him. Um, there are other things that happen to seniors. It doesn't have to be Alzheimer's. It could be they, God forbid, they can get a stroke. They can fall and hurt themselves. They can have heart problems where they can't get up and do the things that they used to do. Their sight can go and um, or dim and they should not drive. Um, so what I'm suggesting today is that if you are in a situation where your parents are getting older or you have a spouse that may not be as strong as they used to be, then it's time to, to talk about it to ask the questions before things happen, to watch them and see if they're declining in any way. That's what this is about. 
to have the conversations. Some of the things that I will suggest um, today, I'm just going to su suggest some things that maybe you haven't thought about. If there's someone in this situation, if there's someone that possibly could be in this situation, and there are things that you may not even thought about. You know, one of the things that is important is that you not only call and talk to them. And I know we have FaceTime and we have all these different electronics and Zoom and all that. And that's fine and good to keep in touch. But you have to visually go and see. You have to physically go there and see them, visit with them, see them. Because one, they can tell you anything, okay? Especially if your parents were independent or your loved one was independent. You can, they can tell you anything and they're going to tell you, you know, that they're okay. Cause some, they, if you're independent, you don't want, you don't want to bother anybody. Even if you have an ache or pain or, or you can't really see, or you need help getting around or getting groceries or whatever. A lot of times their pride gets in the way. So my suggestion is to make sure that you visit, you sit with them. If you live in a different state, if you live across town, wherever, come visit them and see how they're living. See how they're keeping the house. Those are telltale signs. If they were always a very neat person and now it's, the house is disheveled, there's something going on. Watch them and see when they eat, drink their tea. Is their hand shaking? There's something going on. Maybe there's something else that's happening. Um, make sure that they um, don't have any bumps and bruises on them. Because if they fall or something, sometimes they get embarrassed and they won't tell you. So if you can see them, you know, on FaceTime, you might not see their legs. When you get here, you might get to their house. You might see their legs and you say, what is that scar on your leg? What happened? Maybe it's the coffee table that sits in the middle of the, the room. Try to move their furniture out their way so they have space. You might just need to rearrange their house. You know, you might need to, to, to do different things that will help them to be safe because you want them to be safe. You might start thinking about, okay, maybe they shouldn't drive anymore because they can't hear or they can't see or whatever, you know, um, and it's very hard to take away someone's keys. So that's a very delicate situation. And all this is delicate. I'm saying to approach it with love and approach it with patience, but don't ignore it. Approach it. Also, um, I, I think you should have deliberate visits. So say if you live in the house, like I lived in the house with my mom, make deliberate, deliberate, visits. Go there to get information. Find out about their medical treatment. Find out their doctors, where they go. Do they just have a primary doctor? Because as we get older, we need more doctors than the main one. Like we need different doctors. Do they go to the dentist? It's very important to do that. Do they go to the eye doctor? Are they still wearing the same glasses that they wore for the last 10 years? You know, Ask the questions, watch them, observe them, and see. Because before they decline, you may be able to help them. And if you get them to talk and they're not resistant, that's a great thing. If you ask questions, but sometimes we're afraid to ask questions. You know, um, you know, they they may have a own house and their house is two stories, and you know they you know they can't climb upstairs or that may be a danger to them. Just have, ask the question, you know, mom, dad, you know, you think about possibly moving maybe into a co-op, maybe into, you know, one story house, something like that. Ask the questions. Maybe they, they'll say, yeah, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know, you know, well, how to start doing that, but they, they're not opposed to it. You know, um, talk to them ahead of time. And if you have siblings, please talk to your siblings. 
it's good to have everybody on board before something happens because things like this can tear apart families. You know, everybody wants to make the decision in in the panic time because everybody is emotional. You know, it's good to talk to your siblings and say, you know what, if something happens to mom or dad or they get sick or weak, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to move them in with us? Is somebody going to come here and live with them? Are we do can they afford to have a home attendant? You know, there are things that you can do ahead of time. If you have a few sisters and brothers, you know, and your parents are like 70 and they seem fine, you know, at one point, maybe they may not be fine. If you find out if they have insurance that may cover them to have a home attendant or things like that, that will help them along or nurse that comes in, or you can start saving now. Everybody can put in $25 a week or $20 a week and your parents may not need it till they're 80. But that would be a good sum of money that, okay, we, we have enough that we can hire somebody to help them. At least that buys some time because people are living longer. Um, I have an aunt that's going to be 90 this year and an aunt that's going to be 100 this year. So people are living longer. So I'm not saying that the money will last forever, but at least it buys you some time and some comfort and you can make more decisions um, to their health depending on what's going on. So, you know, come to their house and and look around smells. You can't smell over the phone, okay? Over FaceTime. But come to their house and see if there's smells. There might be things that smell sour. Go to the refrigerator. Make sure they don't have sour food so they won't get sick. Um, smell around the house if the house smells and it's, it's not fresh. Um, maybe they smell. Maybe they're unable to clean themselves properly. And maybe they, they need some help now. That's something that you, you can consider and think about. You know, make sure they have numbers, emergency numbers posted large on the refrigerator or somewhere where they see it clearly. If something should happen to them, someone can come in and they can see a relative number or you can see their doctor's number or something like that um, clearly. So at least they can get help um, quickly and information to you. Give your give your, a neighbor a key if they're not living with you or by you or talk to a close relative, maybe their sister or, or their brother that lives close or they are a niece or something lives closer and they can get to them before you. So talk to them about arranging that they stop by a little more often and just check them out and see what's going on or that a neighbor has your number that they can call you if anything should happen. Um, I know that everybody doesn't live close to their parents and things like that, but there are ways that we can do this that, um, a community of people can, can help out. You know, sometimes they go to an organization, sometimes they go to a church, you know, they have close friends there, speak to them, maybe say, okay, well, if anything, here's my number and give it to them. You know, make sure that you know all their medications, you know all the health issues, you know all that because if emergency happens, you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to know that. So it's so many things that we can prepare for that we can t make it easier for us to handle a situation and we'll be able to give them a better quality of life. You know, it's, it's hard to do things on a spur of the moment when it's our loved one is at risk and it's better on us. I can tell you from experience that it was so heavy on me. Like I wasn't myself. I wasn't nice. I was frustrated. I was stressed. I was working. I coming home, trying to get home at a decent hour. Still, she used to, um, one time she forgot that um, she had eaten. 
and we had just gave her a plate. So that's how we knew that she had eaten. And she came in fussing and she's like, when are you going to feed me? Like, we just fed you. We just gave you a plate. And she said, no, you didn't. So I went in the room, saw the plate because I said, maybe she didn't know it was there and she had eaten everything. So I said, mommy, you, you ate. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You ate this food. What happened to it? No, I, well, give me, make me a plate anyway, whatever. So we did, but it clicked because the social worker had told me that with Alzheimer's, it, your brain tells you different things. Your brain makes you not aware of things that you're normally aware of. Um, and it clicked and it clicked because I had the information that the social worker gave me that little bit of information let me realize this is something more than dementia. This is something that is unexpected. That's going to happen that, that it's not going to get any better. And really odd things are going to happen. Like she, like her not remembering within 15 minutes that she ate, you know, um, she would be docile sometimes, which is quiet for no reason. I didn't know why. You know, at some point she would be very mean, you know, and things like that. Notice these changes because I ignored them. I didn't know that this was a sickness. I just thought, oh, she's being moody. Okay. Oh, well, you know, so that's what this is about. Just to give some information, give some help. Um, think about living arrangements. Think about the options that you might have, whether it's, it doesn't have to be a nursing home. It could be a caretaker at, at home. Um, they have day and night shifts. They, it can be a assisted living, a place that seniors live, that people are there to care for them. Um, but if you have a memory loss, it's a little different. Um, it, you could, it could be like um, they can relocate with you if that's a possibility. But those are things that you should think about ahead of time. Now, the future shows are going to have... Um, different uh, episodes that's going to talk about caregivers, that's going to talk about uh, Alzheimer's, that's going to talk about living arrangements, that's going to talk about um, different situations that come up with seniors, um, how they live, how you deal with active seniors, you know, active seniors that are not mobile and can't do what they used to do. How do you keep, keep them fresh? How do you keep their mind going? How do you keep them encouraged and engaged? things like that. Um, we want to talk to some seniors, you know, and this podcast is not just for the caretakers. It's also for the seniors. If you feel like you're in a situation where, wow, I never thought about anybody really taking care of me. You might have to start thinking about that and reaching out to whoever the next person is, whoever, um, you know, is in your area, your niece, your nephew, your child, whatever to say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm slowing down. Let's start talking about this. So if you initiate it, it's easier for them to, you know, receive it, you know. And if you, as a child or caregiver, niece, grandchild, whatever, and you want to ask the questions to them and they are not receptive of it, it's okay. Come back another time. Not too long a period of time. But come back another time. Just you know, ease into it. Cause once you put it out there, believe me, they'll think of, they're thinking about it. So just ease into it, come back. Don't 
let them, you know, get all out of sorts. Come back another day and see, unless it's an emergency. But you're trying to do this before there is a, a crisis that happens, you know. Um, you want to treat them with how you want to be treated. Because if we are blessed and we are, live longer, uh, we're going to need somebody to take care of us also. You know, so it behooves us to try to um, figure out how to deal with these things and what is offered to us. What are what are the benefits that we may have with Medicare, Medicaid or whatever situation, retirement plans, things like that? What are benefits out there? What are the things that they're doing out there in the medical field that may be able to deal with some of these issues um, that they couldn't deal with before? Like Alzheimer's, they're dealing with that in a different way now. They have more things and more resources and they have more information on it. So that uh, the government is actually helping out a little bit more. So things that things are happening and things are growing. So that's what this is about, just to give you information, to let you know you're not alone, to let you know that it's, it's an important um, thing to do to be a caregiver, whether you're a professional caregiver or you're a personal caregiver with someone in um, your household or a family member it is an important thing. It is a sacrifice and we know that it is needed and it's going to come. Autumn is going to come. It's going to come sometime. And this is something that we can prepare for because we want to keep the peace in our family and we want to keep the love and we want to keep the quality of life for our seniors. Seniors are, are um, they're underserved. They're underserved. And um, we know that when they, we have a crisis and this happens and um, there's a problem in the nursing homes and not enough people taking care of them or seniors that were found um, not well in their house during this crisis time because there was nobody there to check on them. So we know that they are underserved. So let's put them, put the focus on them a little bit more and prepare and just show them that they're loved, they're important, and that we care. Any senior in your life, it could be a neighbor. It doesn't have to be, you know, your parent. It could be a neighbor. It could be an old friend of the family. Check in on them. See that they're getting everything that they need. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to um, let you know that this is my first podcast and uh, I'm going to air every Sunday at 3 p.m. and um, we're going to have different guests. We're going to have um, a lot of variety of different things. So please stay tuned. You can reach me at Instagram. Autumn is here zero one. Instagram is autumn is here zero one. You'll see me there. You can reach me there. You can give me some feedback. You can um, reach me at uh, FCINE. Crawford. That is my Facebook for Autumn is Here. So you can also reach me there and um, you can text me at 914-361-5585. Text me, let me know what you think about the show or any questions or anything that um, you think is interesting or just anything, you know, say hi, text me and say hi. I have a Twitter uh, is Autumn is Here 10, Autumn is Here 10 is my Twitter and autumn is here 10 at gmail.com is my email. Autumn is here 10 at gmail.com. The only one that's 01 is, is Instagram. So whichever is your social 
way to communicate, please hit me up. Let me know um, what you think. And let's talk about it. Let's have the hard conversations. Have the hard conversations with your family and with your loved ones. Have them before you are forced to have them. Okay, that's my time. Thank you all. Have a great evening. Good night.